What's up, Kansas City? We're back with another episode of Drink KC. This is my best Corey impression, but I'm Roxy. And I'm Corey. The real Corey. <laughs> and today we're here talking to you about East 40 Brewing in Blue Springs, Missouri. Yep. Take it a little bit out of town, but not so far that you shouldn't definitely go there. Yes. Like right now. Whatever you're doing, you're listening at work, take a break. You're listening at work and you're further away, quit and go get some beer. <laughs> Trust me, this beer is worth it. It's so good. We may be a little biased because uh, we're actually in Blue Springs. And we just took a trip there yesterday. And the day before. And we're super excited. We want to tell you about it. Yeah. Real quick side note before we dive into East 40. Uh, really exciting news. Hopefully you guys are now listening to this podcast from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Take a shot every time I say podcast. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> That's right. We're on most major podcast platforms now. And if we're not on one that you really like, please let us know and we'll see if we can get it added. Absolutely. Yep. Sweet. So let's talk about East 40. East 40 is awesome. So East 40 is a brewery, uh, like we said, in Blue Springs, Missouri. Uh, started when David Mann got a homebrew kit in 2011 and he started developing his own recipes within a year. Then in 2013, started to enter beers into uh, the KC Nano Brew Festival. And in 2016, he decided to go for it and start putting together plans to open a brewery. Uh, and then it actually opened in June of 2018 uh, in downtown Blue Springs. And they brought on head brewer Nate Hoyleman to help with that. And then brought on the rest of the staff and opened up their brewery. Yeah. Like we said, it's located in downtown Blue Springs. It's on right on Main Street. They're really, I feel like they're trying to revive that area. It's, they're... Putting a lot of really cool stuff down there. Yeah, there's a really cool little donut shop down there. And a mm, yeah, couple it's... other bars and places to eat. Their space itself is is really nice. They've got a big uh, dining room, bar room. It's got uh, arcade games, but they're not currently available. But hopefully those will come back soon. And then they of have COVID, just to clarify. Yes. Because of COVID. Yes. They have a uh, garage door that leads out into their really large patio area. And they also have a stage for live music. It's a really nice space. I love going in there. They have like all the bags from their, uh, like all their supplies, like their hops. And I just most... noticed that. The Did, last I know I hadn't noticed that. And then I was looking around. I was like, oh, that's, that's what these are. Mm -hmm. And then they've, and they've got lots of big TVs. We're yeah. in there on Saturday watching some of the basketball games. Yep. And it's cool. Like it has this really like. Handcrafted. I yeah. Guess. Very handcrafted. It feels like not only the beer, but the actual building itself is put together in such a way. Yeah. Yeah. And so just to go back a little bit, I think it's interesting that so many of these stories start out a similar way. We were kind of talking about this earlier, that it's always like this, you know, somebody just kind of started homebrewing, usually from a homebrewing kit. And, and then they just started getting a real knack for it and then started entering beer festivals and then took the, took the leap yeah, it, it seems like it always starts as a as a little hobby to try at home and then and, grows from there. And we actually took <laughs> the very first step. So uh, yeah, we took the leap and uh, bought a Mr. Beer Kit and we'll let you know in about a month how that turns out. Yep. Maybe, maybe we can feature feature ourselves. Oh, hopefully it's worth featuring. Yeah, it we'll probably see. won't be. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> 
So back to East 40. Yeah. And their beer that is really good. Yes. So, you know, for a craft brewery, they make a lot of different beers. I think they have five that they keep on the menu at all times and the other five rotate. It seems like every time we go in there, they have at least one or two new ones. I don't know which one they would call their flagship, but they have five that every time we go in there, we see and we're like, well, we at least have those five. Including the Jackson County Common, which we will be trying later in this episode. That's true. Slash drinking throughout the episode. Yeah, we're definitely not drinking it the whole time and just waiting to say we're trying it. Definitely not. We would not do that to you. (sighs) But on top of that. Yes. So in addition to that, they also make some hard seltzers and ciders. They also have wines from local wineries, including Amagoni, which we talked about in our last episode. Yep. And they also make cocktails uh, made with spirits from local distilleries, including Mean Mule and Restless Spirits, right. which we love Restless Spirits. We do. And we were big fans of Mean Mule, so yes. we will be making an episode about them someday as well. Yes. And Restless Spirits, we're going to come back and visit you again <laughs> and again. And again, we were there on St. Patrick's Day. We may or may not have spent a lot of money buying lots of bottles. But it was neat. Uh, Speaking of their cocktails, David actually did uh, an interview with the Blue Springs Chamber of Commerce, where they're kind of highlighting local Blue Springs businesses, like how they're weathering COVID and all that. And during COVID, East 40 was able to keep on all of their full-time staff during shutdown. They did some maintenance work that they needed to do to the building, and uh, they also had them doing canning for curbside and delivery. And I didn't actually realize this, but Missouri had changed a rule to where you could sell cocktails to go where you couldn't before. So they said they really took advantage of that. Yeah. One thing that I think is really cool about there, too, on top of their liquor that we had just spoke about, All their non-alcoholic drinks are also local. Yes. Including their soft drinks. Those are locally uh, crafted sodas. And a lot of their food menu is also local. Yes. So speaking of their food menu, they have a bunch of kind of snackables like meat and cheese plates and pizzas and sandwiches as well. And they seem like they're super focused on local, which... To me, being in Blue Springs, Blue Springs is about 20-ish minutes east of downtown Casey, mm-hmm. on like down on 70. Yep. And it's super cool to see a brewery that's not like downtown Kansas City, but is still super focused on staying local. We had talked about it a little bit because where they're located, it's not as competitive. Like downtown Kansas City, every five blocks, you've got another bar or brewery. So down there, it's got to be, you've got to have your thing. It would be easy to start a brewery in Blue Springs and be like, you know what? We're going to kind of phone it in on the stuff that we're not as passionate about. You know, our beer is going to be our thing and everything else we're going to phone it in. But not here. No, they did not, not at all. Everything, it seems like, is local. So yeah, like they have a meat and cheese plate that's all local um, butchers and, and dairies, dairy farms that supply it. The pizza we had just yesterday literally had nothing but local products on it. It was awesome. Yes. Really big fans. So in addition to being super cool and devoted to localness, they're also really committed to charity. We're going to talk about a couple of charities that they have been involved in. Uh, One of them is they collaborated with Dream Factory. Which, uh, if you don't know what Dream Factory is, it's kind of like Make-A-Wish, but it serves not just kids that have life-threatening illnesses, but kids that 
you know, could really use a, a dream come true. So that's what they do. So East 40 made a, dr- a beer called Dreamcatcher, which was a Belgian strong ale. And some of the proceeds from that went to Dream Factory. Another charitable collaboration thing that they did was Missouri Loves Company, which was a collaboration of 22 different uh, Missouri craft breweries. And they collabed to make a hazy IPA that all the proceeds from that would actually go to the Craft Brewers Guild. A lot of breweries really struggled during COVID, obviously. You know, yeah. all small businesses really had a tough time. And so it was kind of helping spread the support. The brewery scene is so supportive of each other. I mean, it's amazing to see all of these businesses that, you know, they're all selling beer. It would be easy to be really cutthroat and competitive. And they're like the most friendly, kind people It's incredible to me to see how much they collaborate on things all the time. Mm -hmm. The other uh, charity, the one they currently are promoting at the moment, is called Relatable or Relatable. It's a charity that provides not only food, but also furniture to local food banks and uh, soup kitchens. And so their promotion that they're doing is you can round up your tab to the next dollar to make that donation to that charity. They also have a beer called Relatable. It's a table beer, and it's a really nice coriander and lemon sort of blonde ale lager somewhere in there. Really easy drinking, light. So now that we've talked about all the warm and fuzzy stuff, let's talk about when we got all warm and fuzzy on Saturday when we went to their belated St. Patty's Day. Nice segue. Thank you. (laughs) And it was all really good. That's what I remember anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It must have been good if we're not sure. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So they featured a new sour called the Must Be Nice Weiss, which was orange, pineapple, lime, coconut. I I don't know what it had to do with St. Patty's Day, but it was delicious. I think it was just the day they... Might have been unrelated. Yeah, I think it was. uh, But yeah, their Must Be Nice Weiss I thought was so good. It's like a beer that is the perfect alternative to a mimosa. It's so orangey and pineapple-y and light, and it just tastes so great. I was like, I'm just going to get this instead of mimosas. It was super good. Now, the rest of the fair was actually St. Patty's Day themed, which was their Irish coffee, which was made with Restless Spirits' Sons of Aaron. And they had the world record nitro stout, which also you could order in a bomb. It was called the world record bomb. We did um, a few of those. Few, yeah, we'll say that. One thing we did think was a little funny about the world record bomb, while it tasted amazing, it was great. Um, (laughs) East 40, just a small suggestion. You guys might want to do glass shot glasses because the plastic shot glasses floated right the whole thing about a bomb is you drop the shot it hits the bottom it goes everywhere it mixes itself and you're slamming it while this is happening and it's a big old fun mess now this on the other hand was funny when you dropped it it actually would float so you had to a push it down with your hand and then mix it or b just start going anyway chug a stout With a nice little uh, Irish cream chaser. It's almost funny doing a bomb or a shot of nice stuff because you don't get to appreciate it. Like, if I did just Guinness and Bailey's, it would have been fine. This was way better than that, but you didn't have time to appreciate it. 
well, that's why uh, we didn't have time to appreciate any one. So we so did we, more. We just kept doing it to, just so we could appreciate the flavor. Exactly. That's, that's all that, it was. That's what we tell ourselves at night. That's all it was. <clears throat> and then they also had a couple specialty food items, which were Reuben quesadillas. Oh, my and God. And Reuben pizzas. So Reuben quesadilla. Oh, my God. I need that in my life. Please add that to your menu forever, and I'll just be there every day. There you go. Make it a permanent item, and you have a permanent customer. Yes. So, now that we've been talking a lot about beer, I want to drink some. Well, let's do it. So, we have here the Jackson County Common, which is their lager. Uh, It's a 5.1% lager, which is a little high for a lager, which is nice. On the can, this is this is kind of a fun thing on the can, suggested pairings, naturally you would think food, no, backyard grilling, canoeing, the great outdoors, and fresh cut grass. So just have this beer with you the whole summer and you're, and you're set. Yeah, you're all set. It's a summer Saturday beer. Mm. I'm so ready for those. Which is something we can sure get behind. I'm so ready. So anyway, let's try it. Oh, it's... So sometimes with lagers, I feel like if they have any flavor to them at all, it always amounts to like a bitter aftertaste, and you don't get that with this. Mm -mm. It's flavored just up to that edge of being bitter. Yeah. So many lagers, too, I feel like just come across as like alcoholic water. Mm -hmm. But this, it's actually got a nice hoppiness to it, and it's delicious. Yeah, it's a really nice blend of hops and malts. And it tastes like I should be grilling. I would say this is probably my favorite lager I've ever had. Wow. So, there you go. High praise. So, East 40 has opened up their tasting room and their patio, and things are getting back to normal. So, you can check them out. They have live events almost every day of the week. Now that it's getting nicer out, they're doing live events. They are only outside, so weather permitting. The weather's a little sketchy. Check out their social medias just to make sure everything's still on. But normally, Tuesdays, they have an open mic night. Wednesday is industry night, which I believe is when there's discounts for people in the food industry. Thursdays, they have trivia night. Yeah, we're actually going to go there this next Thursday. Absolutely, we are. So on Fridays, they do their happy hour 12 to 5 throughout the, the day. And then they have live music most Fridays and Saturdays in April. Which is on their outdoor stage, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So that is us talking a little bit about East 40 Brewing, which is in Blue Springs. And it's one of our favorite places. And you should totally check them out. Absolutely. I would say tell them Drink KC sent you, but they'd be like, who? <laughs> tell them Drink KC sent you and confuse them by the fact that they don't know who that is. Well, hey, maybe they'll hear this now that we're on Spotify Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or most other platforms. So next week, we'll be covering another Kansas City distillery. So be sure to check us out next Monday. And thanks for tuning in. Keep coming back. Keep coming back to your local amateur alcohol aficionados. I'm Roxy. I'm Corey. And no matter what you're drinking, you should drink KC. We'll see you next time. Hey, Kansas City drinkers. Want to see pictures of all the coolest drinkeries in town or get previews of upcoming episodes? Then make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And if you need or just prefer captions, check out our subtitled episodes available on YouTube. It's always more fun to drink KC when we all do it together. Cheers.